Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2346. Are You Training Your Gut? By Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read an article to you every single day of the year. Now today is Wednesday and like I do every Wednesday, I like to share a bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, Excellence is the gradual result of always wanting to do better. Pat Riley. All right, and with that, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Are You Training Your Gut? by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. Athletes tend to do a good job of training their muscles, heart, and lungs. But some of them, particularly endurance athletes and those in running sports, commonly fail to train their gut. As one marathoner reported, I was so afraid of getting diarrhea during long training runs that I didn't eat or drink anything beforehand. I really struggled after 14 miles. A high school soccer player admitted, I'm so afraid I'll throw up if I run with food in my stomach. He ate only a light lunch at 11 and then practiced on fumes at 3.30. No wonder he had a disappointing season. An estimated 30 to 50% of endurance athletes including up to 90% of distance runners, have experienced gastrointestinal issues during and after hard exercise. They fear bloat, gas, nausea, stomach cramping or stomach pain, side stitch, diarrhea, vomiting, and an urge to defecate. These issues arise during long bouts of exercise because blood flow to the gut is reduced for an extended period of time. When combined with dehydration, elevated body temperature, and high levels of stress hormones, normal intestinal function can abruptly end. If you're an athlete with a finicky GI tract, restricting your diet before and during exercise will not solve the problem. You want to learn how to train your gut to accommodate performance-enhancing carbs and water. That way, you can train better, hence compete better, without stressing about undesired pit stops. Thankfully, the gut 
is trainable. Competitive eaters have proven this point. Google Nathan's hot dog eating competition and watch the video of a champ who stuffed 72 hot dogs into his stomach in 10 minutes. Clearly, he had to train his gut to be able to complete that task. Competitive eating is unlikely your goal, but you may want to be competitive in your sport. That means you need to fuel wisely in order to perform optimally. The following tips can help you exercise with digestive peace. 1. Drink enough fluids. Dehydration triggers intestinal problems. Your goal is to drink enough to prevent 2% dehydration, or a sweat loss of 2 pounds per 100 pounds of body weight from pre to post exercise. If you're someone who sweats heavily, this can be a lot of fluid. For example, a 200 pound football player could easily lose 4 pounds or half a gallon of sweat in an hour of exercise. He needs to train his gut to handle fluid replacement during training. He could need as much as 12 to 16 ounces every 15 minutes during a two-hour practice. Two, feeling full and bloated during exercise indicates fluids and foods have not emptied from the stomach. This commonly happens during really hard exercise when reduced blood flow to the stomach delays stomach emptying. Hot weather and prolonged exercise in the heat can also reduce stomach emptying. Three, you want to dilute highly concentrated carbs like gels, so Be sure to drink enough water during exercise, for example, 16 ounces of water per 100 calories of gel. This will help speed up gastric emptying. Four, if you plan to eat peanut butter on a bagel before you compete, you want to routinely eat that before important training sessions. This helps train your gut to accommodate fat, which is sustained energy, as well as carbs, which supplies quick energy. Five, Once carbohydrate, such as a sport drink, gel, a banana, or gummy bears, empties from the stomach, it enters the small intestine and is broken down into one of three simple sugars, glucose, fructose, or galactose. These sugars need taxi cabs to get transported out of the intestine and into the bloodstream. Six, too many gels or chomps without enough transporters can lead to diarrhea. By training with your race day carbs, you can increase the number of transporters. Seven, if you typically eat a low-carb paleo or keto-type diet, and then on the day of, let's say, a marathon, you decide to fuel with carb-rich gels and sports drinks, your body won't have the capacity to optimally transport the sugar or carbs out of your intestines and to your muscles, so you could easily end up with diarrhea. Eight, when planning what to eat during extended exercise, Choose from a variety of carbs with a variety of sugars, like sports drinks, gumdrops, and maple sugar candy. This helps prevent the glucose transporters from getting saturated. Too much of one kind of sport food can easily create gastrointestinal problems. 9. Real foods, such as banana, raisins, and cereal, have been shown to be as effective as commercial sport foods. Your body processes real food every day and has developed a good supply of transporters to deal with the carbohydrate you commonly eat. By experimenting and learning what works best for your body, you can fuel without anxiety about undesired pit stops. And 10, for exercise that lasts for up to two hours, research suggests about 60 grams or about 240 calories of carbohydrate per hour can empty from the small intestine and get into the bloodstream. So that's a good target. For longer, slower events, 
the body can use 90 grams or about 360 calories of carbohydrate per hour from multiple sources as tolerated. Again, train your gut. The bottom line. One, train with relatively large volumes of fluid to get your stomach used to that volume. Two, routinely eat carbohydrate-based foods before training sessions to increase your body's ability to absorb and use the carbs. Three, during training, practice your race day fueling. Mimic what you might eat before the actual competitive event and tweak it until you find the right balance. Four, if you're concerned about diarrhea in addition to preventing dehydration, limit your fiber intake for a few days pre-event, meaning fewer whole grains, fruits, and veggies. Five, reducing your intake of onions, garlic, broccoli, apples, and sorbitol might help reduce gastrointestinal issues during exercise. And six, meet with a sports dietitian to help you create a fueling plan that promotes intestinal peace and better performance. You just listened to the post titled, Are You Training Your Gut? by Nancy Clark of nancyclarkrd.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Nancy's recommendations were spot on. I want to go into a bit more detail about the fifth item she mentioned when discussing the bottom line. Nancy said that it may be helpful to reduce our consumption of onions, garlic, broccoli, apples, and sorbitol to help reduce issues during exercise. Sorbitol is a type of sugar alcohol. Now, it's not harmful in itself. In fact, it has been recognized as safe for consumption. But some may be sensitive to it. And most experience gastrointestinal distress when sorbitol and other sugar alcohols are consumed in quantities of 50 grams per day or more. So, where might we find sorbitol and other sugar alcohols, and how would we get above that 50 grams per day? Well, you'll often find them as sugar substitutes in sugar-free gums and candies, but you might also find them in other sugar-free foods too. So be sure to check the nutrition facts label and ingredients list for these sugar alcohols, and this is especially true if you tend to turn to those sugar-free gums and candies. All right. That's another episode of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day. Thank you for sharing this show with others. It's for that reason we've been able to keep this show going. So thank you again for doing that. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.